You're listening to Ask Us Anything, a periodic podcast by Wise Travel Confederation, exploring topics of interest to the youth and student travel industry. My name's Wendy Morrow. I coordinate research and educational activities at Wise Travel Confederation. Today I'm talking to Greg Bowes, co-founder and managing director of African Impact, an international organization connecting volunteers and interns with impact-driven community service and conservation projects across several countries in Africa. African Impact won the 2023 Global Youth Travel Award for Outstanding Contribution to the Sustainable Development Goals. In partnership with its foundation, African Impact launched the Let's Project in a community in Zambia. The Let's Project provides access to sexual and reproductive health education, as well as a safe space for women and girls. The project helps to reduce teen pregnancies, which in turn helps to prevent teens from not finishing school. The Let's Menstrual Cycle Tracking Bracelet, along with educational workshops, offers women and men reproductive health knowledge and a simple, visual way to manage it. Greg has been a member of the WISE community for many years. In this conversation, you'll hear the African Impact story, along with his personal story of how he ended up with a career in volunteer travel. We also discuss what it means to win a Global Youth Travel Award after nearly a decade of facilitating impact-driven travel programs. You'll also hear his views on the evolution of international travel programs that connect volunteers, students, and others with service learning, community development, and conservation projects. And interestingly, we discuss the value of failure. Have a listen. Greg, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, India, yeah. thanks for having me. <laughs> so, Greg, we are here to talk about the Global Youth Travel Awards. Your organization, African Impact, won this year's Global Youth Travel Award for outstanding contribution to the Sustainable Development Goals. First of all, congratulations, and Thank how you. do you feel about that? Yeah, we were thrilled. I was pretty thrilled for our teams on the ground who put the effort into to make it happen. So it's a great, I guess, great way to get recognized for um, for the whole whole of African Impact and, and, and mainly, um, and also our foundation. We have the African Impact Foundation, which helps run this particular program um, that, that, got, that won the awards. I think uh, um, a great, great recognition of them as well. Do you remember what you were thinking when you walked up to the stage to collect your award in Lisbon? Um, what was I thinking? I, um, I, I was just, just, yeah, re- really happy for for the teams and kind of get, generally can't wait to uh, to send the message to um, our group WhatsApp chat to let everyone know that they they've been recognised on a on an international scale. So I think um, I think that's probably the main thing. So I am pretty sure that African Impact has been working, you know, contributing to the sustainable development goals for quite a while. And it's great to see you finally formally recognized for this. Why would you say that you were recognized for this this year? Do you have any ideas or um I guess maybe the judges can probably answer that, but I I I think I think what we try and do with not just with the awards that any awards that we enter, but also just generally with any of the work we do is kind of present a really kind of clear problem statement that we want to achieve, um, uh, or we want to tackle, sorry, and a real pathway to helping contribute to that problem and then try and articulate 
kind of the, the information that shows it's working. And I think also just being really trying to be as honest as possible, kind of both in the scale and even if it doesn't work, kind of trying to recognize it, change it, improve it. And I think that um, the, what we what we did with this program in particular also was fairly collaborative. We, we, we worked, as I mentioned, it was a it was a real mix between a a, a, a program which is called Let's, um, which is um, a, a bracelet which I can explain a bit about to help young girls track their their menstrual cycle. Um, which has been, which is not an African impact innovation. It's someone else's innovation. Um, it was, it was super amount of hard work in the research and the structure from our foundation, the African Impact Foundation, and then implementation with African Impact. So I think it's a mixture of really clear kind of problem statements, a path to a solution, demonstrating it's working, using um, and being really collaborative in the process. Mm-hmm. So just to give listeners an idea about what African Impact does in terms of its relevancy to the the wise travel community, maybe you could quickly explain. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, African Impact, I guess, is most well known for volunteer programs in Africa. So Mm -hmm. how African Impact works is we have um, various bases around Africa. So we create hubs. Um, In the hubs, we... um, we're, that includes accommodation. It's all our our teams. If the, if I say if our foundations, they're our foundation, um, and that essentially creates a, a structure or an ecosystem to um, to help volunteer uh, volunteering programs um, maximize in in terms of experience and output. So we we're most well known for for I guess individual volunteer travel. We also do quite a lot of group work um, with groups coming out. So that can be in the kind of form of faculty-led groups from universities or it can be high school groups um, increasingly um, in the past year we've been working a bit with so the Turing scheme in the UK bringing high school uh, disadvantaged schools from the UK out to um, to facilitate cultural exchange programs um, so um, obviously yeah African-based um, uh, kind of impact-based um, and um, and generally most of our work is in the volunteer space. I mean, would you say that over time the volunteer, him or herself, is getting younger? Um, I, it's interesting. What we see is like two spikes in terms of age. So mm-hmm. we have um, a core of, say, 17 to 22-year-olds who who probably make up the, the biggest kind of demographic we host. Um, and then we actually, from like 25 to 35, we don't actually get too many people. But then 35 to 50, we actually also have a spike as well. Yeah, so yeah. we're kind of seeing almost a polarization of age as opposed to a general trend. Um, and um, and that's particularly happened since the pandemic, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's not atypical for some products so to speak in youth travel um hearing that sort of age split i know from others particularly in cultural exchange so yeah i think it's obviously people generally they have the time when they're young to travel kind of before they start real work they go to work potentially kind of have a break in work when they've or get a bit disillusioned with nine to five and then kind of revisit (laughs) it when they're slightly older i think that's probably the pattern Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about your role in the company yeah, so I um, it's actually an interesting time for, for me, I guess, with with this is I I, I helped start the company um, 
um, and way back in 2004, and have basically acted as the the managing director um, of the company over the years. Um, and then, but it, in during the pandemic, African Impact helped start a um, it was, and is now owned by a company called Impact Travel Group, um, and which I kind of take I have a role in in Impact Travel Group, and literally in actually it was at Wistic, um, a, a new MD came in to African Impact to. Um, uh, to, to kind of take over from me. So I'm, I'm still very much on the board and kind of work slightly more outside perspective but from, from now going forwards, but essentially for the past few years, been very much um, um, trying to drive the company forwards and through the pandemic. So I know you've been in volunteer travel for quite a long time, but how did you get started? It essentially is a, a product of the industry. I did a gap year, um, and so, <laughs> uh, which is probably not the... First time someone says how, how to get into the industry, but uh, I, I did a gap year and I left uh, the UK where I, I, I was raised, um, and I actually backpacked from Ethiopia down to Cape Town um, in Africa, which was amazing. And on the way, I guess I had several experiences where I saw kind of a volunteering could help do this, or and, and I didn't really know too much about volunteering at the time until um, I got to South Africa where I managed to to get some work um i was really lucky actually managed to get some work in um a remote reserve in south africa where they just reintroduced um lions and they needed someone to make sure the lions have didn't escape and weren't in the communities and what done collecting basic data and they sent me volunteers to that kind of help me with this and um this job but the problem was there really wasn't much for the volunteers to do and so i guess i saw like the potential of it then saw it maybe how it wasn't done really well um and um it was just kind of dropping these people off with me who kind of, I literally had a little Suzuki jeep and lived in the middle of nowhere and, and 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 but thought actually the places I've been when I was traveling could benefit way more from volunteering and so when I finished that 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 role um I I got in touch with some of the places I've traveled through and said, hey, I think volunteering could help um, and went to a few of them. And with a couple of other people, um, we kind of we started doing volunteer programs and then formed African Impact. Did you have experience yeah. taming lions? <laughs> um so i uh, we worked on a, on a lion rehabilitation program so yeah i um i raised a few a few lines that's actually where african impact um you okay. know got going to begin with um and um yeah that was my i guess my first real job was uh trying to to, to take your lines and get them rehabilitated um <laughs> to, to hunt which was um an amazing thing to do when you're 19 and so I made I made kind of the choice of saying no I'm not going to go back to the UK I'm not going to go to university that can wait a bit easier because it was just so much fun. Mm -hmm. So what are you glad is different now about volunteer traveling? Oh, good question. Um, different now um, I think there's more I guess there's more knowledge of kind of the industry in terms of and I think standards have come up I think it was completely the wild west 15 years ago I would say it's still not necessarily massively regulated but I think it's 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 better and the standards have have, have increased which obviously keeps us as a company on our toes and trying to constantly innovate and change but that's a really probably a really healthy thing um and, and advance what we do um I think the expectations I think are also changing in 
it, it's it was historically always seen very much as a fucking philanthropic kind of this is the concept of volunteering you go to serve and i think whilst that's kind of noble i think it's not reality people go for the there's also a selfish kind of element and that's okay that's not necessarily a, that's not a bad thing and i think if you embrace that you can i guess have a more honest fulfilled experience about the, a two-way kind of um uh, a two-way gain out of the process of international volunteering and i think i think that's becoming more realized more structured and more acceptable Interesting. And would you say there's a common myth about volunteer travel that you could easily bust? Yeah, I guess it's that. <laughs> its motivations need to be only philanthropic and and if anything that's and people feel almost guilty, I think, about saying, actually, I, I want to volunteer, but I want to go to somewhere like um Victoria Falls in our case or Cape Town, because I want to go there. And that's kind of that's a bad thing. And it's actually it's not uh, volunteering is being really honest about volunteering isn't going to on its own change the world and i think it can be scaled up in language and kind of people can make really bold claims and but it can make an impact if you do it properly and i think being really honest about that and saying that actually yes there's an experiential part of this which is about you as the traveler mm-hmm. um but there's also this um and if and if you do a well structured um uh, kind of thoughtful volunteer program that that kind of meaningful experience for you can also become meaningful for whatever you go and choose to to, to work in and i think that that I th- yeah i think that 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 myth of that's a negative i think is is totally um um it is it's getting debunked and what would you say i mean that's not necessarily that that's a pandemic outcome, but would you say that there's something different about young people headed out on international volunteer travel experiences post-pandemic? I think it's really interesting. I mean, fundamentally, I think the drive is similar. I think young people are slightly more aware of kind of, will they fall into the trap of um, things like white saviorism and, and, um, and kind of they, they want to know a bit more that they're genuinely gonna like uh, make an impact and um, yeah. I, I think that's definitely come to light a little bit more um but i also think there's an effect of the pandemic which is maybe taken taken everything back a few years in terms of confidence to travel so i i was at a university last year and i saw this really clear i was i was chatting to um uh, someone in a study abroad department and they were telling me um that there's third year students here who this is their first month um in um first month in um back on campus and and that trickle down effect um is um kind of means that there's no peer to peer um like in i guess encouragement or reality or um kind of giving of this is what it's like and i think that means that so speaking to the study abroad department, they are very like they're answering more questions and fewer people are traveling. And that's because there's that kind of insecurity. I'm not too sure what it's like. And so I think yeah. we, we see the same thing as well. People have more questions. Okay. So you have programs in five or six different countries in Africa. What would you say is maybe a common thread among them and you know, some some clear differences among the programs there? Yeah. So we we basically have we're over Eastern Southern Africa um, at present, and they're both 
we work in very different geographies um, in terms of what they're like. So whether that's rural or urban, um, whether it's um, um, and obviously in conservation and environmental areas as well. So we kind of fairly we also do coastal um, um, in Zanzibar. So the geography and landscape kind of suit the themes that we choose in, in each place. And there's kind of the differences. In terms of the commonality with African impacts is whilst the projects may be different, the methodology have that we approach volunteering to kind of stays the same. So um, it's in terms of balancing kind of impact and experience and creating an environment that is conducive to maximize both of those in terms of the experience volunteers have um obviously kind of similar in terms of i guess policies around health and safety and all that kind of stuff as well um so also so ultimately um you can go to any african impact base and whilst it can be vastly different from somewhere like in zanzibar where you might be doing marine conservation and um, um compared to say cape town which is urban um township community development um you, there'll be a sim there'll be a similar approach into into the experience and, and and how we kind of how we curate the experience but also how we kind of uh, approach making and making an impact so to come back to the sustainable development goals and maybe i mean i've got a couple questions here just how african impact has really started working with those and and built that up alongside of the the programs but at at the same time some tips that might help other organizations who are not so much into this like figure out how they can contribute or whether they should or not i mean do you yeah. have someone who's you know with the overview or is it really like part and parcel of everyone's role in the company so I think it's a, we have a little bit of a, a mix of both of those. I think I think you've got to have a. I mean, well, first of all, I think you're right in terms of like choosing whether you should or should not. I think like pretty much anything that that could be seen to kind of making an impact, you probably can identify a, an SDG that fits into to what you're doing. There's 17 mm -hmm. of them. They cover a wide range of things. So the chances are, you if you are doing anything in that impact space, you're probably uh, contributing towards them in some way already um right. so identifying that first i think is is great um doing it for the sake of doing it i think often leads to failure so i think it needs to come like it, it's got to be really top down in terms of the kind of the drive and so from african impacts perspective we are incentivized like we from shareholders to leadership everyone is very much we want to these impact areas which are uh, alongside an SDG kind of everyone's incentivized to, to do that but we also need context from the ground up as well and that's kind of that drives it practically in terms of mm -hmm. um, what they are and, and 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 making sure that we're not forcing something that isn't needed um and and so how we use them a little bit is again they're really wide-ranging and, and you're probably doing people are probably kind of uh, doing something for them already if they, if you are doing kind of any impact work but they're kind of a quite a nice framework for inspiring research and connecting i find so if you want to for example the what we won the award for which was the let's program let's um we've worked very much with sustainable development goals around gender equality and we did research and found them 
and probably were reassured that okay, they're they're feeding into the sustainable development goals in their language that we we can we can recognise that. So they can kind of like help in that research. If you jump on the SDG website, there's loads of research articles in each of the SDGs, and so it's a great way to get research um, out uh, out of it. And then and then that obviously often leads to connecting to people who do it already. Um, um, and then finally, I guess is yeah, bringing in people who. And something we, I think we want to do more of is bringing in more collaborators who are experts in certain aspects of the SDGs as opposed to trying to become the experts ourselves. We're a volunteer company. We're not a education kind of development company. And so I, th- I think kind of knowing your lane is really important. Mm-hmm. How do you plan to make use of the award? Yeah, so I think um, there's probably three three areas for us to kind of use the award one is obviously there's 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 market validation of kind of hopefully what we're trying to be as a company in terms of it reassures people yes they're contributing they're making it making a difference um i think secondly is internally it's a huge pat on the back and kind of encouragement for um uh for, for our teams and to show them that we kind of yeah it's been recognized i think really helps motivate and inspire makes us all very proud of the work we do. And then finally, I think, and I guess a bit of a shout out again to our foundation who helped, I guess this is probably equally as recognition for them in terms of their efforts. And so if we can if we can use this to drive any fundraising for them, then to be able to do more or take this to other parts of, the, uh, of Africa, then, then we're all for that. So yes, yeah, so if anyone is feeling generous, uh, go and have a look at the African Impact <laughs> Foundation and uh, you can see see the good work they do. So I'm curious, um, you were at WISTIC in Lisbon mm-hmm. just last month, and you know what was different or remarkable or, or the same? <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, it was so nice to be kind of feeling like the conversation was progressive in terms of it wasn't how do we survive the pandemic. And we were, mm-hmm. and I, I, think, I mean, even last year, so I was at WISTIC last year, and it felt like a, a valiant effort and with everybody, every, everyone, this felt like good old Wistic in terms of the numbers were there and 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 a lot of new faces, which was great. Um, but also equally a lot of old faces and um, and people who you've met, seen, worked with at Wistic for, for 10 years. So I think that was, it feels like recovery and uh, is, is well and truly on the way and things are looking good. And I say a lot of new faces coming in, I think was great. Um, and so um, I also think that the, um, the people we met with, um, I think it, it, probably from a wider, diverse range, like region of countries, like I, I probably never had more meetings with people from countries that we don't work in already. And that's mm-hmm. really positive, um, hopefully, um, um, for us and getting, getting partnerships. So I, I really like the, the diversity in in representation of regions around kind of um around the world did you notice anything different about product program experience i mean i'm curious if if volunteer you know we used to we've had a few sessions about volunteer tourism yeah sort of the the opinion that can get which is not usually positive Um, You know, is volunteer travel being sucked into the mainstream like some other types of youth products like hostels or 
I don't, I mean, it's interesting. Um, I think volunteering, I mean, yes, there's that, there's that perception. And I think there's, and it's not totally an inaccurate perception if you take the whole industry. And I think the, the thing that we've been trying to do is figure out how do you create the conversation from, yes, there's things that can be said, it's unregulated, there's things that have been done, that could be done better into showcasing what could be done well. I think, I think, I don't think we've quite kind of figured out, figured that out yet, but, um, and in terms of the mainstream, I guess, the, I guess COVID by default has consolidated men, not just volunteering, but many parts of, of, of the youth travel sector. So there's a lot of consolidation happening and that's probably led to less brands probably and, and, and a few bigger ones that have got probably slightly more reach um, in the volunteer space. And so um, I think volunteering as a product probably is evolving and in into I don't think anyone I, th I think it's in a transition period where um, I don't think you can just make huge broad claims and and that that kind of sells and um, and works as well as it used to do. Um, I, I think the internet is still we're making the world smaller and I think people want to connect more and more with grassroots and so I kind of I, I, I we see and that's something we're doing a little bit of African impact is whilst we're a company that's spread across multiple countries ultimately we're a company that's on the ground in multiple countries and so kind of having that grassroots presence of of knowing an area i think more and more people are looking to actually i wouldn't be surprised if more people are volunteering with organizations that wouldn't consider themselves a volunteer organization i think that could be happening in the space so mm -hmm. um um and and um so i think yeah, there's definitely a change in that but i also think the conversation around the ethics of volunteering and uh, is is well documented and like I, I i don't think i think it now needs to be about okay how do we how do we take this industry and make it better uh, or kind of or advance it and kind of showcase what's good as opposed to just bashing what's bad I've got to ask something about failure and not because yep. I think you're one, but I think that you probably have a very good view on the value of failure. I mean, is there anything you can say to others about that? Yeah, be really honest, brutally honest about failure and fail fast, I think, are the two <laughs> things that, that, that we, we try and embrace and not be scared to fail. Um, we've done loads of things on the whether it's in all aspects of our business that have failed, and if we can take a learning from it, great. Try not to cling on to it too long. I think is really important. Um, and yeah, if you can take a learning out of it, then it's kind of you're essentially can advance advance it next time round. Um, and whether that's a marketing thing, whether it's a people thing, whether it's a or on the ground on projects, you never like, um, but I think what's really important, especially in a dynamic environment like the places we work, is don't be scared to, don't be scared to try and, and, but, but be, yeah, brutally honest about is something working, is something successful? And if it's not, change it as absolutely fast as possible. Okay. And we've done it loads of times, like loads of times. You're still around. So clearly you are not a failure. <laughs> Tell us what's on what's what's twenty twenty four looking like. Yeah, so looking good. We we I think we're kind of getting into a world of 
back to pre-pandemic levels with African Impact, which is great. As I mentioned before, we have uh, a new managing director coming to African Impact, Ali um, Khan, who is kind of hit the ground running, and, uh, and also uh, some some new faces coming in as we kind of grow grow it back out. Um, in terms of like locations, I think during 2024 we'll probably open up two more destinations where we will do volunteer. We'll be able to run volunteering programs, um, and uh, and we'll probably open one or two more projects on current destinations. So new programs at destinations that we okay. we offer. The other area I think that we, the, the other area really I think that we're probably expanding or kind of seeing a lot more on is as I mentioned before is the group work that we do. Mm-hmm. So um, we definitely have more high school and more university groups traveling with us. Um, um, again, themed around either the SDGs often or um, or around um, service learning or things like that. I think um, would be our are kind of where we're going we've also started um, with the high school we've actually started an in-class online in in class but online um uh sustainable development goal course as well so we 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 do we have we basically will connect our teams say in zambia with a classroom in the uk and we and we will give will there'll be some there'll be an education process about the sdgs and actually we will we will present the class with a real problem, real world problem that um, around one of the SDGs, and and they will go away and kind of have a workshop on what they think potential solutions of, and they'll get real world feedback from on the ground in Africa as well. So that's something that we're kind of rolling out a little bit with schools across, and well, it can be yeah. anywhere, but yeah, predominantly in Europe. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's really. I think a really good way to make sustainable development goals a interactive, b real and see kind of uh, maybe slightly uh, not just reading kind of what these 17 different things are and uh, yeah. and kind of uh, yeah make it a tangible kind of fun experience in learning about them. I think th- that's all my questions. Well, I mean, I have tons of questions for you, but we don't have time for it. But um, anything else you'd like to let everyone know? Yeah, I guess obviously thanks to I mean the award it is great. It's super super recognition. As I said, that the um, whilst African Impact received it, it was really kind of in collaboration with our foundation, the African Impact Foundation, and and the African Impact Foundation collaborates with with um, with Let's, um, which is worth a look at. So um, they, I think their website is letsempower.org. Um, but but and if anyone wants more information, I'm happy to to kind of direct you to our our experts in, in collaborating on, on, on in this area. Great. Thank you so much, Greg, and congratulations to you and, and the team. And thanks, uh, Wendy. We, we hope to see you at Wistic next year. I'm sure you will. And yeah, thanks very much for having me on. <laughs> okay. Thanks again to Greg for sharing his time and thoughts in this Ask Us Anything conversation. Congratulations to the African Impact Program and Foundation teams for their Global Youth Travel Award and the ongoing contributions they make towards gender equality and the Sustainable Development Goals. You can learn more about the Let's Bracelet at letsempower.org. If you'd like to learn more about international youth and student travel, you'll find research publications and news at our website, wysetc.org. You'll also find information about our conferences designed specifically for professionals dealing in the youth travel market. 
Wise Travel Confederation is the only global not-for-profit membership organization representing the youth, student, and educational travel industry. If you work in this sector of the travel and tourism industry, consider joining our global network. Thanks for listening.